good lord, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. (laughs) This has been the worst, like, beginning of a show ever. So, like, everybody needs to take a deep breath. Like, before we start, because it's been hell to get here. Jesus, this has been going on since Friday. Yeah, we've been trying hard to um, to do a show. I don't think we have to get mm-hmm. into a whole lot of it, but we tried Instagram. It didn't work for us twice, and now we're, we've we've exhausted our... <laughs> Our knowledge of going live. Mentally exhausted. I fucking cried. I laughed like all within ten Me minutes. Too. So like, yeah, I cried. I thought the show, the show the was over. I thought that we weren't going to do it anymore. <laughs> that I was being, oh, I was just being a waste of space, dragging you down. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. But we made it, and we're back here. So that's what? good. We're in a box of emotions. Yeah. Um, But either way, uh, welcome to the show. So this is a podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. Uh, I'm Lindsay. I'm I'm Rebecca. We're those sisters that tell those stories live. Yeah. On our podcast. Um, Anywho, I don't think we have any announcements, do we? Yes, we do have announcements. Oh, oh, okay. Remember, on Friday... You go go first, because I don't remember. Okay, that's cool. Well, this is my, this is kind of my thing. But so, um, for those of you who have been listening to the show, I feel really vulnerable right now because we never talk about this on TikTok, and I've never told anybody this Mm -hmm. on TikTok before, but um, I have, uh, I had cervical cancer. And on Friday, I had my results come back negative. And so I am in remission now. So that is, that's an amazing thing. It's been five long years. Um, Yes. Also, this was really an important thing for me, but um, Taylor Swift's video, Lavender Haze, also (laughs) came out. On Friday, and that girl on the and same me, day. We have so many connections because she mentions my birthday yeah. in her song "High Infidelity." It's April 29th, and then also there's uh-huh. basically a song about me. It's not about me, but it's it's that song about the Rhode Island house where she says Rebecca, mm-hmm. and it, she spells it the same way mm-hmm. that I do. So we're basically like there's a connection that we have somehow that she doesn't know, but we do. So um, yeah, that's my announcement. Okay. I am so sorry. I feel like the biggest asshole. I was like, we don't have any announcements. And you're like, actually, I survived cancer for five years. <laughs> I'm real sorry. That's real awkward it's, and uncomfortable. It's okay. It's fine. I don't expect anybody to remember this except for me. And that's, you know, because it's well, my maybe life. maybe your sister. <laughs> Maybe your sister would remember it too. Okay. I just forgot because I remembered at the beginning when we talked, we were both like, I have nothing. And then you're like, well, I do have this. And now I recall. So yeah. my apologies, but it's excellent news. And I don't think that I had any other announcements besides I've been watching Bad Girls. And now I talk about popping off all the time, essentially. I'm going to pop off any fucking second now. That's fun. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know. That's about it. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we had anything else. And I think that it might be kind of short today. We'll see. Okay. Okay. So I have, I have a story about the world's most haunted object. 
and I may have talked about this before, but I forgot. It was in like a long time ago that we may have talked about it, but things have changed since then. I'll tell you that. So I'm going to be talking about what's called, a, and I'm going to say it wrong. I even looked it up ahead of time, but so much happened. I forgot uh, a dibuke or dibuck dibuke is what it is, which is a, an, a wine box uh, in this instance, but it typically is a box um, or an object that is extremely haunted and has a lot of like really bad stuff attached Whoa. to it. Um, yeah, there's 10 in the world, but I'll go more into that later. I'm going to tell the story before I give you the history about everything. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is about a vintage wine cabinet and there was actually a movie made based on this story called the possession um, it was by Sam Raimi, and this is why I asked you if you knew what Army of Darkness or Evil Dead was. <sighs> so it's like um, very much like his movies, or Drag Me to Hell. He did Drag Me to Hell. He also did one of the, a few of the Spider-Mans, and then he did the most recent, um, who's, the, who's the Marvel guy that I like a lot? The one who would kill Thanos, for sure. Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, so... This box is said to be a malicious spirit that is tied to it. And this box is currently owned by a man named Zach Baggins. And he clearly never listened to our podcast before because he took it upon himself to plan to open up this haunted box, right? Okay. So, um, what a dummy. Let me see here. Where am I? I know. And if he just would have listened to us, do you know who Zach Baggins is, by the way? He's like the ghost adventurer guy who has his own fucking oh, show. Oh, is he the, like, the one like, ghost, <laughs> come out. I'm going to fight you. Is he that guy? I don't know if he does that because I've never watched him, but he's supposed to be like really big in this. Like he has the ghost adventurer show. Like I guess he kind of started all the ghost like hunting and all that stuff. Okay. So I don't really know, but he's like, he's famous. And so he owns one of these boxes, right? He came into having one of these boxes, um, and he's good friends with Post Malone. Post Malone is a music artist. I don't know if you know who he is. I don't know his music. I just know his name. Um, so they're good friends, and apparently Post Malone has been on a few of his episodes, and they like to debunk stuff about ghosts or spirits or whatever. Um, so Post Malone visited him, and he has this like very haunted box um, that has a pretty like bad history. And he's interested, and they want to, like, have an experience with it. So Zach Baggins agreed to take this protective case off of it. And this is in 2018. Um, so as soon as he takes this protective, like, cover off of it, he and Post Malone both hear what sounds like a little girl's voice. Oh, and they both freak out, and they both run away. But this is the ghost adventurer. Yeah. And he got scared, and he ran away from the box, right? So they eventually decide that they go back in. And what happens is Zach puts his hand on this box and um, he starts to immediately have some, some real scary feelings. But Post Malone stands behind him and he put his hand on this guy's shoulder. Um, so what Baggins starts, what starts happening with him is he starts shaking, he starts trembling, he starts crying, he starts screaming, he gets real emotional and embarrassed. And what happens is Post Malone physically has to like remove his hand from the box and drag him out of the room that they were in. Oh um, so they leave the room. Um, things kind of start to calm down, but Post Malone reported that that night he looked outside and he saw a dark figure outside. Um, and then the next day he woke up, he had allegedly had a big, like massive bruise on his arm. 
Um, and so that's what happened after they decided to take on all they did was take the protective covering off the box. And I'll tell you a little more about the protective covering later, but because of this incident, some people think that post Malone was cursed from this box, which is what this box is known to do. It's known to curse people. So following taking that off in this experience that he had, these are the things that happened to post Malone. Um, so his private jet was forced to an emergency landing after a tire blew out. That's scary. Um, he was in a serious car crash a couple years later, and then his old home was burglarized and whoever was in the home got pistol whipped is what it said. Mm. So it is, it is somehow thought that this was all related to him having something to do with that box. Okay. So that's how the box is doing currently, but a little bit about the history of the box. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So this box was previously owned. The one owner that we know about is that she was a survivor from a concentration camp and that she got the box in Spain and she came over to the United States with the box. Um, she passed away and there was an estate sale where she sold this box to, to a person with the last name of Manus. A few years later, Manus auctioned the box on eBay to a man whose last name is Haxton. And Haxton is the person who um, had some of this history to the box. Sam Raimi bought all the rights to this story in 2012 for his movie, The Possession. Um, And then in 2018, Haxton gave the box to Zach Baggins, who currently owns it, who's the ghost hunter guy, right? And then Post Malone had all the bad luck after that. Um, okay. So this is what's interesting. So there's these boxes, these, uh, I can't, I'm going to say it wrong. The dive youth boxes. So there's like 10 of them in the world and we only know where eight of them are. And two of them are owned by, uh, Baggins now because he acquired another one sometime later. Okay. So we have two of these boxes that are missing. And what is thought to happen with these boxes is that they contain all of the evil from the 20th century. Oh man. And if, and if you open them, all this evil is released. Right. So, uh, the, the guy who had it, I'm trying to look at his name, which one it was. Um, but Haxton, I think is the one who had it. He's the one who got it off of eBay. He feels, he felt like super uber responsible for having this box and he recognized that it was pretty dangerous and he actually had some pretty bad experiences with it. Whenever he got the box, he started to lose his hair. He became extremely sick and he didn't believe that this box could do anything like that. He thought it was so silly and he's quoted as saying he believed too much in science for anything to happen with this box. So, um, he got a rabbi because the history of this box is that it's actually, it's, uh, really in the Jewish culture and Jewish history and folklore. And so he had a rabbi come over and the rabbi told him, he was like, dude, you need to put this box, you need to have it in another container lined with gold. And then he put it in a military like grade safe and buried it in his backyard until he gave it to Baggins. And so that's the story of this very haunted box. And there's, like I said, there's eight more, and we only know where six are. Shit, I could... Or we only know where... Eight, right? Like, what the fuck? And they have all this, this like, scary, like, really bad stuff associated with it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but here's the next part of the story. So, but we still know, like, so you know what happened in Post Malone, the bad luck he had, and then we know the history of the box, right? 
So it came out that Haxton, um, who was the person who got it from the person who got it from the estate sale, he's the one who gave the rights to Sam Raimi, and he's also the person who gave the box to Baggins, who currently owns it. He made up the whole story. What? He made up the whole story about the box oh, and it being owned by somebody, right? So the whole thing was made up, but like, what the fuck, like, what happened with Post Malone and what happened with Baggins and like the feelings they got from hmm. it? Hmm. Isn't it pretty crazy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Baggins and Malone claim up and down that this was real shit and that they were really scared of the box and that they really both had bad luck afterwards. Wow. But then. But then Haxton came out and said it's not real. Have you seen the movie The Possession? Nope. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Unfortunately, it stars a child who gets possessed. And you know I hate movies with children. Like, I just... I have all these opinions about it, but also they're usually bad actors. And I don't really want to pay to see kids, you know, with their bad acting. Um, but... So he filled in a lot of the gaps. And he made... The movie is really fucking good. Yeah. Like, I watched it. I watched it on Friday before we were supposed to record so I could talk about it. And then, uh, and I was surprised I hadn't seen it already anyways. Um, but that's it. That's interesting. That's the story. But like, I don't know, man, it still brought bad luck allegedly to these other folks. And we know that luck now is something that we created, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To, to be, to explain our experiences and everything. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah. That kind of goes back to like, you know, you your belief in something so hard that it's actually that it's true. So this guy made up these two. So is the whole thing made up, or is there actually these boxes? Yes, there's actually these boxes, and it's actually Jewish folklore. Like it's a real thing. Okay. But he created his own box. But like I said, Baggins acquired a second box, so he has another one that maybe is real. But then. You know, I don't know about, is this guy lying too? Is he lying that he made up the whole story? I don't know. Mm. He's the one who was like, I believe too much in science for any of this to be real. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then he, he got in touch with a rabbi, allegedly. So who knows? Like, I don't know. That is crazy. I know. And then if you talk to Post Malone about it, Post Malone would tell you. Because Post Malone, from what I read, is really into debunking. Oh, and so why the fuck would he come out? I don't know if I'm allowed to say the F word on here. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> but why would he come out and say that this box did all these things to him if he didn't really, you know? Yeah. Why would he do that if he's in a debunking? So I don't know. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Interesting, dude. Yeah. Also, uh-huh. I just want to note, like, is it, you know, just not normal men behavior? They hear a girl cry and then they run away. <laughs> It was a child. I mean, I don't know what I would do if I heard a child crying either. No, that's scary, though, because the box was there. But that was a good joke, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That was a good story, man. That's so sad that it wasn't real. But I do feel like that they thought because they believed it was real, then all that stuff happened. And that's a scientific thing, too. Like, if we're going to believe that you know, science is so Mm -hmm. much more, um, like tangible and we have so much more proof and evidence and backed in science, science has a lot to do with energy and the movement of energy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, I was going to say one more thing about all of it. Um, about it. Oh, do you know how long it took me to find an article that spoke to that uh, all of it was made up? No. That's the other thing too, is that I'm, I'm doing all this research online and it's not like I have access to like scholarly articles, right? Yeah. Just about this. And there's probably not a scholarly article on this, but, um, I had to dig through a couple of, uh, a couple of websites to find that this guy said, never mind, I made it all up. Yeah. So we don't even know if that's true. He could have just had like, could have been a sour grapes situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe he did it to discredit them mm-hmm. because they really weren't supposed to open the box. Yeah. yeah. He just did it to fool them. Yeah. Hmm. So anyhow, that's it. That's cool. Well, Good mm-hmm. story. Thanks. What's your story? So mine is, what do you have? It's weird because mine kind of like intersects with yours a little bit. Uh-huh. Because mine is also about a celebrity. Shut the fuck I up. Know. We cannot plan I this know. stuff. We didn't talk about this or oh. anything. Dude, that's the one thing I was going to say in our, um, whenever we were going to just be chatting, I was going to be like, what do we have in common? You and I have like nothing in common. I mean, yeah. Like, Think about I, it. We don't. We have similar like views. We have the same, I think, viewpoints about certain things. Um, but like mm-hmm. our taste in music is completely different. I, I watch no movies apparently except for cartoons and, um, mm-hmm. and we get this stuff like spooky stuff, spooky stuff. We don't watch the same things. We don't listen to the same music. I guess we kind of dress the same. We're just different. Like we're very different. And you're like, let's go camping. And I'm like, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die out there. That's crazy. I know bears will eat you. I'm still afraid of bears, but like, oh, I'm afraid of people. I'm more afraid of somebody murdering me than a bear murdering me. I don't know which is more likely to happen. I don't know. Probably the bear. I'm, I'm afraid of people murdering me as well, but like, I don't sleep very well whenever I go camping anyway. So I'm going to be up. <laughs> no, I would sleep in my car with the doors locked. There's no way. Yeah. That's why you get a cabin. Cabin camping is something oh, I okay. think that we can both get behind. I'm glad we've got that cleared up. Oh, yeah. I could do cabin stuff mm-hmm. because I want water to, like, wash my face. We're old. we got to wash our face and stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we talked about this. All right. All right. So my... Moving on. Let's get your story. Yeah. So I kept on advertising and teasing that my... Sh- my portion is going to be about the hat man but i got to get this one part yeah. out of the way so an, okay. this is actually something that is being um circulated in mainstream media right now is that an article an article came out in the wisconsin news today stating that aaron Rodgers, a quarterback for the wisconsin green bay packers claimed that he has been seeing the hat man for years following his ayahuasca guided experience Dude, yeah, he and Joe Burrow are gonna change the face of football. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this he's quoted as saying he will sometimes appear in the distance, usually veiled by darkness, holding the corpse of a dead rabbit or uh, and sometimes a blade. And then the article continues saying that his teammates are even concerned for the quarterback who now fears being in the locker room alone. Um, he just claims that oh, light starts to flicker and they, uh, or they turn off one by one. 
Um, he's also quoted to say, it was behind me, not even breathing hard. Um, I heard its feet hitting the ground in a constant rhythm. I ran to my car, opened the door, slammed it behind me, and locked it as fast as I could. And he's been so haunted by this figure that he blamed a game loss on the hat man and said, I just kept throwing the ball to the hat man. He was always wide open, floating high above Dude. the rest of the players. It was I was just so scared I had to do it. Wait, this is like he's really come out saying this? This the story is actually fake. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. We both had fake yes! stories with celebrities. Yes. But we have nothing in common, but we're sisters. Yeah, and we basically <laughs> talk about the same shit. Yeah, so this is a news article that was actually posted that has been going around and circulating. But it's not true. What? Dude. I, you know, because while you were telling it, I was like, dude, I would be worried about this guy, too. Yeah. Like, not that I don't believe him, but I'd be like, something is seriously going on. I mean, if anybody was sincerely seeing a hat man, can you imagine how scary? And throwing the ball to him. <laughs> and you're a, football, you're a football player telling the world this because I don't feel like he would get a lot of support. <laughs> I know, right? I was all excited. I was like, he and Joe Burrow are going to change everything. And it's not even true. Yeah, you know. It's just on Joe Burrow's shoulders now. It's funny because um, my friend Saul from um, Nerds from the Crypt, he texted or mm-hmm. he sent me a message and he was like, because um, I didn't mention this guy. And he's like, that's the guy that Aaron Rodgers has seen. I'm like, yeah, that that." <laughs> That article is fake, by the way. That's so funny. And he goes, oh, Oh just another reason for me to hate him even more. (laughs) (laughs) Football stuff. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But the the hat man is a phenomenon that that is something that worldwide people have seen, that he haunts the dreams and dark rooms of people. And it's – he's been seen to, like, be this giant – a like shadowy figure with um a hat on and usually wearing your trench coat mm-hmm. he's said to be about six to eight feet tall and um sometimes he can be wearing like um or seen look at a looking at a pocket watch or he might have a weapon in his hand some people see him with glowing yeah. red eyes yeah, I was going to ask because I think in the, the story they said that he was holding a rabbit. And I was like, I've never heard him holding like a corpse of anything. Right. Have you, have you, had you ever heard that before? So I haven't heard it in these stories I'm about to tell. But I, you know. Oh shit, you've got more stories. Yeah, I've got more. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he also has been just known to be like, there's nothing really about him that goes by the book, except for he is a man in a hat and he's a shadowy figure. So typically those are mm-hmm. the descriptions. He's super tall. He's wearing a trench coat. He has a hat. His hat can look different to anybody. So it could be a bowler hat, a top hat, a sombrero, a cowboy hat. Like there has been just documentation of oh, different types of hats that he wears. And so it could be the same guy, but he's just like, Meh. you know, <laughs> Like wearing a new cowboy hat. <laughs> um, Imagine somebody like in a fedora, and you'd be like, "I'm not intimidated." Like the hat doesn't look scary. <laughs> yeah. Like I only think it would only look scary if it's like an Abe Lincoln hat. You like know a what I mean? Hat, yeah. Or like if somebody had a sombrero, I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of my room!" I want dude. somebody to like tell I'm me. Sleeping. I want somebody to tell me about seeing the Hat Man with a Kangol hat from the '90s. 
those Wait, those what is fuzzy that? like like the one on Clueless, the one that her boyfriend wore. I think, well, it was I I don't know I can't I don't remember what he was wearing, but it's just Stacey's this old boyfriend. fuzzy hat that they wore in the nineties. I want the Hat Man to be in a Kangol yeah. hat whenever he visits me. Um, I feel like God, <laughs> that'd be awful. I know, right? Oh man, those were cool hats. Yeah. Okay. So he says it is also said that his his presence varies, so he doesn't follow any rules by this either, because he can be a watcher. He can lurk in in you know doorways. He can be standing over your bed trying to scare the shit out of you, and then he can also like um, into your dreams, um, and he can be a, a dick, or he can also um, give you like advice and and knowledge. So he's like okay. the Joker, which I know you love that reference. He's the Joker of the the shadow people. Because technically he is mm-hmm. a shadow person, but he doesn't necessarily follow their rules. Like with shadow people, um, you usually see them whenever you are in um, sleep paralysis. And that's whenever I yeah. saw the little children around my bed and I heard them whenever I had sleep paralysis. But sometimes people will see just like shadowy black figures and then the hat man is there. And he can be present and kind of like the leader and I think that's whenever terrible stuff starts to happen. So I've actually got a couple of real life experiences from people. Um, So I'm just going to start off um, telling them. So this one says, um, I'll start off by saying that I've had sleep paralysis on and off my whole life, but rarely saw anything or thought anything of it. A couple of years ago, however, I had a particularly terrifying experiences experience. My bad laying in bed. I thought I had woken and was looking around. The room was dark, but I could see a tall, dark figure wearing an old style hat standing in the far corner of the room. Instantly, I was terrified. I couldn't move or look away. He slowly started to creep towards me, and he did. And as he did this, the room started to get slightly brighter with a crimson light. The closer he got, the redder the room became. Then I noticed that the hat man was not walking towards me, but rather my fiancé, who was asleep beside me. I tried to move and wake him up. I had a deep sense of dread that harm would come to him if I let the hat man touch him, and then suddenly I was awake. Um, The room was quiet and normal, and I felt like a crazy little girl having a nightmare. I took some time to calm down. Um, I wasn't sure that I would even be able to fall back asleep, but I decided not to bother my sleeping fiancé. After about 15 minutes, I came, uh, I, I felt calm enough to close my eyes. The moment that I did, I saw something that I'd never seen before. On top of me, screaming in my face with tears, was me. She screamed, wake him up. I could see that the hat man was basically on top of my fiancé and the room was almost completely red. I opened my eyes right away and shook my fiancé awake. He was utterly confused but overall fine. I explained the whole thing to him and he freaked it and it freaked him out a little bit, but he was able to move past it and didn't think that she was nuts. Um... Yeah, so that is one thing that sticks with her, sticks out with her vividly in her mind is that experience. What's so crazy is how terrifying that sounds. And when you told the first first story with the football player, I was like, "That's fucking scary." But this, I would rather have what he was he was having than this. <laughs> like, wait, somebody screaming in your face like that, like that's terrifying. Yourself screaming to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? No. 
You know what's really weird? Okay, this is totally, it's not off topic. I f- took a nap yesterday and I had a dream that there was a rabbit in here. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. I know. And that story that you told the guy was holding a dead rabbit. Anyways, I just made that connection. Okay. But, um, okay. Yeah, That's dude. cool. No thanks, man. I'm glad I've never seen the hat, man. Yeah. I ha- he sounds awful. Haven't either, but I'll tell you, sleep paralysis is pretty fucking scary. Um, so yeah, this next thanks. experience, um, so they're, they just express, there's a bit that adds up to me seeing him in the dream. First, I'm in this field. So this is a dream experience, um, mm-hmm. just like the other one. So first, I'm in this field that I've never seen before, and in the distance, I see my mom on a riding lawnmower. Curious, I walk over to her and tried asking what she was doing. She wouldn't respond and just looked at ahead of her like I wasn't there. She wasn't mowing the grass either. She was just riding the lawnmower. And after she passes me, I look up and see this uh, big black triangle craft thing above me. And as I look at it, I change to a third person's perspective of the craft. It was a solid black uh, with a sphere in the middle of it. Then I return to my body and look toward the tree line and see a campfire in the woods. I walk over to it, and there he is, the hat man, though I didn't know at the time who he was. He was sitting on a log, I think just looking into the fire. I think he sort of introduced himself and started telling me important things that will happen in the future, like the end of the world type stuff, or at least significant events that would lead to it, and then I woke up. So that's a story of him having an experience in a dream with the hat man and getting some type of message, but not anything, you know, malicious or scary. Just weird. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of aliens giving messages to people. Yeah. The whole thing was seeing the ship and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I wonder if this was maybe like a astral travel or something too. Yeah. Um, so the third experience, um, it, she says, or they say, I don't know. No, it's a girl. Um, so I'm not new to seeing the hat man, but something happened a few weeks ago that really disturbed me. I've seen Hatman since I was a child, not consistently, but every once in a while. I have always been terrified of him, uh, but I got to accept him more, if I've, more as I've grown up. She is now a 26 female. He would sometimes talk to me very briefly, and it was always like he was waiting for something. But a few weeks ago, I had been sick, and right before I went to bed, I saw him again. Usually, I would always see him as I was falling asleep or waking up. And I tried to, br- to blame sleep paralysis for a long time. This time, I was fully awake. There, w- there he was, mm-hmm. just standing there in the corner of my room. I was scared, but I've gotten used to him, so I didn't totally freak out. But then he sort of pointed his finger, and suddenly a woman appeared. A fully colored woman. She was in her late 30s, early 40s, wearing a blue hoodie with shortish red hair. She smiled at me and reached out her hand, and all of a sudden, I realized that she had come there to take me away because I was dying. I was so sure of this. There wasn't a doubt in my mind, and I hate the thought of dying. I refused to go with her. I looked back at the shadow man, almost pleading with him. Then the woman moved closer to me, still with an outstretched hand, and I knew it was time. I suddenly felt really defiant and screamed at the woman at the top of my lungs. She vanished, and I was left standing in my room, shaking. My whole family heard me scream and came running. 
They found me shaking with a fever. I ate something, drank something, and took a fever reducer, and then went back to bed. But I can't help feel like the hat man sent me a ghost to harvest my soul because he always scares the crap out of me. So... I'm telling my mom what I saw, not about the hat man, but about the ghost, and she tells my grandma, and apparently the last owner of the house fit the fit my description perfectly. She even wore a blue hoodie all the time. I had no idea about this beforehand, so I was shocked. She died in the house at a, at a relatively young age, and they didn't find the body until it was already starting to decompose. Oh my god. Yeah. This is what I do know. This is one thing that stuck out is because I have read that whenever you're really about to die, mm-hmm. like in your near death experiences, that there is no fear and there is no panic and that it's very peaceful, like no matter what. Yeah. So whenever you were saying that, I was like, you ain't dying, kid. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> like there's something really fucking scary happening for you right now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And this person, yeah. I think that that was probably a... You know, that was something that their brain was telling them was that or, or yeah. that her mind or just this feeling of dread and the dread is of, of dying because she's already afraid of dying. You know, Shit. it's to me, it sounds like the hat man was leading this ghost maybe for her to to reach out and talk to her. And in this ex- and in this particular experience, he was not being a dick, really. Like, he is. Like, anytime you come into somebody's room and just stare at them, that's really rude. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You said that's really rude. <laughs> anytime somebody stares at you when you're sleeping, it's, it's really, really rude. rude. Like, Stop. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that this was him trying to help this ghost, maybe. Maybe to be like led to the other side. Or maybe she needed to, to pass on a message, you know? Okay. Or yeah. something. I don't know. Um, but it's always... Spirits helping spirits, man. What? I said spirits helping spirits. It's like the new thing. Like we're getting rid of bullies and now spirits are like, I'll help you. Like Everybody right? is just going through guy. the spiritual movement and they're turning over a new leaf. Dude. Even the hat man. <laughs> they are. Yeah. The hat man's done with it. Yeah. Well, he's he'll still scare us and like be inappropriate and stare yeah, he's, at us. But. It takes time to 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 get out of those <laughs> habits. It takes time to like change yourself and not stare at people yeah. when that's what you've been doing for centuries. I get it. Your whole life, but you're trying, yeah, man. It's hard. We appreciate you. <laughs> but also, you know, give him that's grace, like. Dude, that's what I've been thinking this whole time I've been watching Bad Girls Club because they got real mad at a girl for drinking and I was like, you guys, she's an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, we gotta... People are gonna make... People are gonna be perfect, man. True. The ha- the He's not gonna be perfect. He's still gonna show up as he's working through all this bullshit. Yeah. So He's got a lot to work through because he's been stuck here for a long time. He's been through a lot. I'm sure we don't even know. Yeah. So anyways, uh-uh. um, this next experience, and I have one more after this just to let you know. Okay, cool. Okay, so before I ever heard of this hat man phenomenon, I thought I was the Mm -hmm. only person who saw this and chalked it up to seeing my first ghost. In the early 1990s, I was maybe four or five living with my parents in an apartment on the third floor. It was mainly a senior living or retirement complex, but there were other younger families there, um, too, I suppose. 
At that time, I remember I would always sleep in my parents' bed in the middle uh, between them, which I'm sure bothered them, but I enjoyed it. I had my first... I had my safety net in between my mom and dad. My parents always slept with the bedroom door open and the hall master bathroom light would be like a nightlight. There were a few nights reoccurring um, each evening for I don't know how long where I would wake up in the middle of the night and look toward the bedroom door and see what I thought was the shadow of a man with a feather hat, with a feathered hat. I actually thought it was it was silly and remember thinking he looked like a pirate from Peter Pan. So I would giggle and close my eyes and fall back asleep, except I would keep waking up through the night. And each time I opened my eyes, the figure would get closer to our bed until the figure was standing over my mom's side of the bed. And at that point, the closer it got, the more afraid I was of it. And I would clench my eyes closed and hide under the blankets until it went away. At one point, I remember a night where I was brave and kept my eyes open when the figure came and I watched it glide over from our bedroom door towards my dad's side of the bed, around the foot of the bed, and finally stop over next to my mom. And he just stood there. He didn't move or talk. There was no discernible features in his face or body. Just <laughs> Sorry, he's being fucking a creeper now. Just the figure of a man with a high-brimmed hat loose clothing and what appeared to have a large feather out of his hat. I stopped seeing it once I finally moved from sleeping in my parents' bedroom to my own around five or six, and I never saw it again. I assumed I saw a pirate ghost as a kid, but that didn't really make any sense because we lived in the Midwest, completely landlocked from any colonial town or a large body of water. I never really knew what it meant uh, to see or to see it or why it only visited me and my parents at that particular time and location. Another hmm. like instance where he's not asleep and he didn't join you in a dream. In yeah. this t- particular Well, and case. I've never really heard of that hat either. That's yeah, a new one. That's it's, why I'm hoping it for, is. The, well, for the Kangol someday. <laughs> he would have goggles too. He'd be a raver. He'd have like a glow stick. Yeah. yeah. And like orange pants, yeah. orange raver yeah, pants. Um, but I was going to say something about, cause the, the person did a good explanation saying I'm from the Midwest. It's not colonial, like all that stuff. But I was also thinking like, well, it could have been an object if anything else. I mean, we're saying it's the hat man, but if it was anything else, it could have been attached to like an antique or something. Oh, right. Like right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. And so okay. this is my last story. Okay. One of the scariest, in my opinions. I saw the hat man when I was four or five while I was in bed between my mom and dad. He stood uh, menacingly. He he stood. Okay, I have a hard time pronouncing that word. Yeah, me too. Looking like a menace (laughs) at the end (laughs) of the room in front of the closet for a few minutes, and I was paralyzed with absolute fear until I got the strength to scream. Mom and Dad turned on the light, and the hat man disappeared. Didn't need drugs to see him. Later that night, when I finally fell asleep, I had a dream where I was in a dark abyss, where I was alone with the hat man. I could only see him because he was darker than the actual darkness. He grew quickly to the size of a giant, like hundreds of feet tall. He picked me up and wrapped his hand around my whole body, and I couldn't move. Brought me up to his face like he was going to eat me, and it felt like I was being engulfed in pure terror and darkness. I haven't seen him since. 
And then he says, Be gone from me, hat man. Christ is my Lord and Savior. It's like a titan. Yeah. So that's the other version kind of of the hat man that I feel like a lot of people experience. Maybe not so much like a titan, exactly, um, grabbing a person and eating them, but being terrifying. And this is another thing Mm -hmm. that is... um, I guess what people think that the hat man does and what shadow people do is they fear, they feed off of fear. And so whenever they're, they want a little snack, they get up to you, get inside your dreams and then pretend like they're going to eat you so that they can keep on going. So like the moral of the story is, is that if you're having a really scary dream where you think you're going to die, you're not really going to die. Cause if you're really going to die, you would actually like be peaceful. Oh yeah. That's the moral of the story. So here. just wake up. <laughs> that's what I was trying to get get my point out I'm glad that you I'm glad that you explained that so well yeah but also like um the hat man is comes in many different shapes and forms mm-hmm. yeah yeah those are a lot of different forms that I've never even heard of yeah. to be honest because mm-hmm. usually it's just him standing in a corner with traditional like kind of top hat yeah yeah Man, good stories, dude. Yeah, these are really good stories. And they're just all over the place. Like as far as like, it sounds like a lot of little baby kids have seen the hat man and also a lot of adults. And what is interesting too is that um, a lot of these people didn't know who the hat man was before they, you know, Googled it or saw it on Reddit or mm-hmm. or maybe when Aaron Rodgers, you know, the article came out about him. They didn't know that this was something that a lot of people have experienced. And um, whenever science likes to try to to put in their, you know, explanation of it and what they what scientists might say, because I don't think a lot of scientists are actually looking into this type of thing, but they Mm -hmm. do say, you know, this is kind of a pop culture kind of thing now where that's why mm-hmm. we see a man in a hat because it's very similar to like Freddy Krueger or somebody in the horror film genre that is has a hat who looks menacing and is going to attack you in your dreams or or haunt you and um i think that that could be the case maybe for some people that are having bad dreams but i also do mm-hmm. feel like that isn't in mainstream pop culture i think as much as it has had been does that make sense well yeah because i was also thinking how like when did we first start talking about the hat man versus when did freddy krueger come out you know what i mean yeah like because i think the hat man has been around for quite a while i can't recall the first time it was documented do you i don't know but i think it's been a while since he's you know he comes back with a top hat i think he's probably going back in time and you know going through his hats yeah Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, I mean, all you can do is generalize the information that you get. And if you get X amount of people saying they're seeing this person with a hat, with different hats, and, you know, from this time to this time, um, then you also have to consider, like, have they even seen Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Can that really impact them? You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much to take into account. That's why you have to study it. That's why you have to do the research, which nobody wants to do because everybody just says, oh, it's not real immediately instead of looking into it. But... 
I mean, I think it warrants really collecting the information Mm -hmm. and going through it. Like, why not? Like, yeah, you don't know. Because the kids today, I don't know how many, um, they're not, the kids today, they're not watching the same movies we watched. Like, their their life is different from ours, of course. So horror films are different for them. And I don't know how popular the, like, Freddy Krueger is anymore. I don't know. So out of the loop but of it's interesting. movies these days. <laughs> I just get told that I haven't seen something and then I watch it and I say, I've seen it. <laughs> I saw it now. Like, right. <laughs> it's the best I can do. Right. Um, yeah, but you just never know. If we put real effort and money into the research, we may find something. At least like stuff you can generalize, you yeah. know. That's all research is, but whatever. Those are good stories, man. Creepy. I like that we both had famous people that we both know nothing about. I know nothing about rap artists. The only rap artist I really know about is Eminem. Mm -hmm. Wait, is Post Malone rap? I think he is. I I think that he's he's like R&B or pop or something like that. He's got a beautiful voice. Oh, he Mm -hmm. does? Oh, I should check him out. Um, and then yours was a football player that I have no idea who he is, to be honest. You know what other, so this is off topic. And before I get into Mm -hmm. this, I just want to thank everybody for letting, allowing me to retell their story. Um, and, um, what we were going to talk about last time is Uh that panic at the disco is splitting up. Ah, geez. Yeah. Breaks my heart. Yeah. It's a sad day. I don't know if anybody else cares, but I mean, you should. That was the, that was, that's where our, our worlds intersect is that we both like Panic at the Disco. Okay. Well, our, also Lady Gaga, I think brought us together for a little bit, yeah. but then I think you, you went away from her. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to be yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's fine. Yeah. That is where our world intersects. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. Thanks for the good stories, man. Um, And I also, I mean, thanks Post Malone and, you know, Zach Baggins for letting me share your story. (laughs) And maybe they should check out the show. Like, what if they check out the show? I'm going to, I'm going to tag Post Malone in this. Oh, good. And we'll see. Maybe he'll come on and we can interview him about his experience. Like, that would be super cool. Oh, man. And if he knew it was made up. I just made, I made fun of him, though. How? I said, is he the Wait. guy that's like, I'm going to fight you, ghost? <clears throat> oh, no, you were making fun of Zach Baggins. Who cares about him? We're talking Post Malone oh, here. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess Zach can come on, too. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but either way, and thanks for everyone who joined the live. Thanks Thank for you. your patience. We've had a lot of trouble. Yeah, we've had a lot of trouble doing our live shows because it's just not working. So it seemed like TikTok worked out fine this time. So thank you. Yeah. Um, and so uh, if anybody has a story that they would like for us to retell a paranormal, strange, weird experience, um, you can send them to, I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And we would be more than happy to share your experience with everybody. Yes. And subscribe, rate and review us on any podcast platform. And if you do rate us, please give us a good rating and uh, send us a snapshot of your rating through uh, to our email address with your mailing address and we will mail you some stickers that have our logo yeah. on it that have our old logo on it uh-huh. but, but you know once people start reviewing <laughs> i will we'll get some i'll get new some logos. new ones that look like it's a ouija board 
that everybody likes. Everybody's comfortable with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anywho, guys, uh, thanks everybody for joining. And I guess have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Bye. Bye. I don't know how to end it. Do you? I think maybe I just hit. I did it.